Welcome to the Path to Podcast Success. My name is Evan Johnson, and I want to share with you how to develop and maintain a successful podcast. My guests and I will discuss all things podcasting and how your podcast can become an essential part of your business. That means more revenue, better relationships with your audience, and so much more. If you haven't already, check out our website at ipodcastedit.com and enter your email address to get each episode delivered directly to your inbox, along with some other free information I'm sure you'll find useful. Get ready to turn on your mic and join me on the path to podcast success. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the path to podcast success. I had the pleasure of interviewing Amber Camille Legun, and she is a former business executive um, who eventually uh, was fired from her six-figure job, and she was actually facing homelessness, but um, what actually turned her around was listening to podcasts. Uh, She says that podcasts saved her life by giving her the answers she needed to become a better person and live up to her full potential. So she works as a coach, consultant, and podcaster today, and uh, she spreads her message of compassion and vulnerability, and uh, her mission is to do more good for more people each week, and uh, she shares that on her podcast, Amber on Podcasts. So we had a really good conversation about podcasts today, and I think you guys are going to really like it. So um, if you like it, please leave me a review and let me know what you think, and, and I hope you enjoy. Amber. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Ah, uh, me too. I'm so excited to be here. I really uh, love the work you're doing for podcasts, and it's such a joy to talk about podcasts. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I know I love talking about it too. Um, so, you know, I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that is, what was your biggest fear of podcasting when you were for starting and did that fear come true? You know, my biggest fear was looking foolish, appearing Mm -hmm. like I didn't know what I was talking about or my stories were dumb or what I was talking about wasn't valuable or wasn't going to resonate with people. I was basically scared that I would be like an imposter. They'd be like, who is this girl? She knows nothing. Why does she have a podcast? Um, But, you know, it didn't come true. I no. Once I started producing the show and holding myself accountable and really showing up each week, I, I built my confidence more. I still had a, a token of what's called the imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? The imposter syndrome? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. It sort of explains my, my biggest fear, but I was just scared that people would think I was imposter, an imposter, and one day everybody would, would find, that, find me out and figure out that I wasn't supposed to be there in some way. Um, but so far, all things are good. Nobody has pointed that out, and I've had uh, really, really great feedback, and it's been a, a really great experience. It's been rewarding, and I, I received some in some advice when I first started out, when I was nervous about producing a podcast and sharing my story and doing all these things, a friend of mine said, you just have to feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's what I did. And it worked out. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with feeling those feelings. There's nothing wrong with feeling afraid or, or feeling negative like that. The only problem comes when you take those feelings and you act on them in the wrong way, meaning you let that fear stop you from actually starting your podcast instead of just pushing past it and starting anyway. 
because I don't think I've ever heard of someone who had a fear like that, where they're afraid of being called out of being like an imposter, like you said, or um, a fear of no one will care or something like that. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone who actually had that happen. Like people message them and be like, what? You don't know what you're talking about. Stop. I mean, maybe some people will say that, but not like, it's not actually true. You know, it's never actually true. Um, so yeah, I mean, feel the feelings and then move on. So I agree. That's awesome. So now that you're a little ways into your podcast, how long have you been uh, doing it for? How many episodes do you have? Um, let's see. We have released, I've released 67 episodes. Um, I, 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 I batch record them. So I have a few more done um, uh, other than that. But I've been yeah. doing it for a year and a half and I nice. record, I release an episode every week. And um, yeah, nice. there's a good job holding me accountable. This weekly thing of producing a podcast is a great lesson and tool for accountability. So yeah. Have you, have you ever missed a week? Yes, for sure. When I was first starting out, um, I, I had no idea how to schedule my time, how to batch my work. Um, and I was, you know, working a few different jobs at the time, trying to make ends meet. And I would wait to, to the last day or two beforehand and really stress myself out um, and end up missing some or just poor planning. You know, luckily... Yeah from some of the great resources that I've, I've used since then, like taking uh, Pat Flynn's course, the Amped Up podcasting course where the two of us met, yeah. um, have helped teach me things like batching my work. So that's made all the difference. And since then, <laughs> I haven't missed one. It's yeah. made all the difference for me. So um, are you familiar with batching? Yeah, that, like take a day or, you know, take a certain time and record a bunch of content and do it all at one time. And then yes. you're good for a month, two months. Yes. You only do it once a week. It's only when you think about it. It's only four episodes a month. You could yes. do all of. You could at least record all of those in one day, and then take the next two days or something like that, and do all the editing and stuff, and then and then you're good for another month until you have to take another day or two to do all of it. So. Yes. Yes. And you know, that rest time, that time off or time that you're spending doing another project or focusing on something else in your life, whatever it is, is really important to you. And I learned that the hard way, you know, when I was just doing it endlessly making one a week, I got really, really burned out and it wasn't as fun anymore. When I take those little breaks and I have some time in between, I come back to it fresh and I'm still excited to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always more difficult when you, when you don't batch it like that, because and it's every single week. It's the same stress of, oh, it's going out tomorrow and it's like 5 p.m. and I haven't done anything. Yes. Oh, gosh, you're taking me back. Don't do it. No, <laughs> yes, it's, it's really bad. Don't do it that way. I learned yeah. that the hard way. So that's how you miss weeks. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed a benefit besides like your general feelings towards podcasting? Have you noticed the benefits and things like listenership and... Um, interactiveness with your audience um, since being, being consistent every single week? Because yes. yes, for sure. I will say to you that the very first time I ever missed a week was one of, was, was the very first time I ever heard feedback from any of my listeners on Facebook. 
I think it was my very first feedback in general. This woman wrote to me and she's like, I'm looking for your episode and I don't see anything. I'm like, oh gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> I can't believe I've dis disappointed the one person who's actually willing to reach out to me. What have I done? So um, that's one way <laughs> you mm -hmm. need to be consistent. But you know, podcasting is an interesting medium. Once you share that you have a podcast, you're a podcaster, usually people who are familiar with podcasts want to talk about it. So already you've opened a door. Now, yeah. I'm lucky because with my podcast, it's about podcasts. So it's super meta and, you know, it's about being a good person, doing good, good work in the world and, and having a meaningful life and, and things that I've actually used that have helped me. And so there's something of value there, hopefully for everybody, right? It opens some doors there. Then the fact that I share so much of my personal stories and I am so vulnerable and honest and open with what I've experienced, um, it really changes the way that people approach me in general. If I just say that I have a podcast where I do all of those things, already they're willing to go deeper with me and they're willing to have a different kind of conversation with me. This happens with strangers or friends or family members. It just opened the door for me and it completely different way that I never really had access to before as somebody who didn't share my, my thoughts and feelings in such a public way. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so connect to my audience of people that are listening and then people who aren't listening um, yet and, and talk to them about, you know, what it is that I do and what I share. It just helps me to connect to people in general in a much bigger, better way for me. Yeah, exactly. And there's something about podcasting too, um, where when you're so vulnerable like that and you have this, the weekly content that's released, you get, you get, you're more familiar with your audience. Your audience feels more familiar and it feel, they feel more connected than they would with say a blog post. Like if you were just as vulnerable, but you did it writing a blog post every week, you, I don't think you'd have quite the same impact as you would with a podcast episode because like, it's like they're talking to you, you know, they're right in your ears and listening. Um, yes. So yeah. And then, on top of that, it really establishes you as the expert in what you're talking about. And it gives you a lot of credibility. Like you said, like when you talk to someone and you say you have a podcast, they, you know, this go, Oh, well, that's, well, that's pretty cool. You have a podcast. Well, you must know what you're talking about, you know, um, which is always great. Um, it's a great way to have meaningful conversations with family and friends and all that kind of stuff. And in a business environment too, instead of handing someone your business card, say, Oh, listen to my podcast. I have a podcast. And they go, yes. oh, you have a podcast. You must know what you're talking about. I should trust you and probably uh, give you my money for something. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. Have you had those kind of experiences? Um, you said that, you know, you've had a lot of meaningful conversations with friends and family surrounding you having a podcast. How has that worked in the business space? Yes. Well, I want to go back to one thing that you said about podcasts being so different about blog, so different than blogs. Oh, um, yeah. You know, because when you read a blog, you're reading it in your own voice. You know, it's not in their voice. So when it's yeah. in your voice, it's incredibly impactful and really makes a difference. Um, for me, back to your question and how it's helped me in my professional world, in my professional life, and get opportunities. I was nearly homeless at the end of 2016. I lost everything. I lost my six-figure job. I thought everything was cool. I was an executive, and I thought I would easily find another six-figure job because I'd worked so hard and I'd always been employed, and you know, I was a, a great candidate, and I had all this experience. Well, the world didn't think so. They didn't yeah. agree, and so I applied and applied and applied to 280 jobs in the Dallas market, just thinking something would happen and nothing ever 
ever happened. So um, eventually I made some changes and you know was able to get back on my feet and 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 build my podcast and learn about podcasting and understand the importance of having my own message and my own platform because frankly having a resume and a LinkedIn profile wasn't enough. I needed to do more to attract people and to show people my specific knowledge. You know, everybody has specific knowledge, you know, based on their experience and, and their work history and their specific, you know, skills and nobody, everybody is, is different. No person is the same. I just needed a way to share that with people and to stand up and show my value. Almost immediately after I started my podcast, launched it and started promoting it on LinkedIn and social media, I started to get job offers. I'm telling you wow. overnight like overnight. Now I also did some things on LinkedIn where I, you know, increased my connections and things like that to actually make myself show up in that, mm-hmm. in that on that platform because that's how that platform works. But night and day. And I continued to too and not just only in my industry that I'm working in and consulting and coaching, but also in other areas and writing and hosting and other podcast work. So it's just put me out there and made me accessible for people who want to talk about the things that I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm curious, are you, did you end up then, did you end up accepting one of those jobs or are you self-employed now? Yes, I did accept one of those jobs. I'm a consultant and then I do my podcasts on the side. Oh, nice. Yeah. So which, which uh, was a completely different pivot for me too. I wasn't yeah. in the consulting world after I realized my value and put my specific knowledge out there. Then I was able to understand, oh, I need to pivot this way and do this sort of work because this is where I can really add value. And there are a lot more jobs, job opportunities out there for me. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we talked a little bit right before we started recording and you mentioned something about consulting, um, a consulting business and things like that. Are you going to want to stay being like an employed consultant like that? Or are you thinking of moving towards independent self-employed, like your own coaching program kind of a thing? Yes. Independent self-employed, my own coaching program. Also my own content. I have uh, different courses uh, that I'm developing and a couple other projects too that I have in the works. But one thing I learned from losing everything is that millionaires and billionaires have one thing in common that the rest of us do not. And that is they have five to seven income streams on average. Um, I only had one income stream when I lost everything and I lost everything. I had one egg in my basket and then I just had no eggs and it was real hard. And I don't wanna go through that ever again. And the one way I can guarantee that I'm actually in control of how much money I make is to actually own my own business and and offer the world my specific value. So yes, that's what my my podcast is for and the platform that I'm building. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, there are ups ups and downs to both owning your own business and being an employee of someone else's. Um, Of course, one of my favorite ups of being self-employed is that you don't have to be worried constantly about, you know, am I going to get fired or laid off or what's going to happen? Like that's not in your control when you're like an employee, but when you are self-employed, you have to work hard to make sure your business doesn't fail. And there's, it's, so there, there are ups and downs, but I like having my fate in my hands, even though it's harder, you know, to be able to, you have to get all, get all of your clients and, and all the outreach and social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, at least until you can hire people, but you have, you know, you own your own life, even though it may be a little less certain as opposed to 
having a part of your mind always wondering is someone going to come in one day and say, oh, uh, yeah, there's budget cuts and you're fired now. And it's like, um, what? So, yes. I mean, there are, uh, there are, of course, ups and downs to everything. Um, but I know that podcasting is a fantastic way to build towards self-employment for sure. And I love hearing that you, that's kind of was like the starting point and now growing into a, um, the self-employed uh, coaching space, which is awesome. So, t- yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say it too. You know, what's interesting is the coaching clients that I've had, I haven't even approached them. They've approached me because of the work that I do on my podcast, which is really cool. That's pretty much how I got the idea to even offer that as a service Mm -hmm. to begin with, because I never set out to be a coach of any kind. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I realize the value and, you know, the way that I've been coached. And so I just want to be able to provide that same value to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we don't end up where we set out to be is what I've found. You know, rarely does that actually happen. You know, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be this. Does that usually ever actually happen? Probably not. You know, so it's crazy. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to be a lawyer and a dentist. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So tell me a little bit more specifically about how your podcast, how you're planning on, you know, how your podcast is a part of your business. So, when you know you're building your coaching um program as such is your podcast like the top of the funnel or how does it specifically kind of relate to the whole business plan yes exactly it is a top of the funnel what i want to do with my podcast is be able to build trust with people um that i am in sharing my story and that i am the person i am and i am walking the walk Um, You know, it's really important for me to stand up and speak out for the people who are like me, who are in similar situations or have been in similar situations and be really public and honest about it. So whether that's using my platform or doing speaking engagements or doing coaching or just making myself an open and available person so that people feel less alone and don't have to make the same mistakes that I did. Um, Does that answer your question? (laughs) Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So. Let's transition a little bit into your podcast itself and the back end of it. Um, How much of the podcasting process from recording to publishing do you do and how much, if any, do you outsource? Right now, I am doing it all, honey, bare bones, top to bottom, start to finish. So, um, and, you know, I have learned so much during this, prog- during this process, too. You know, one thing about working for yourself and doing your own, your own projects and your own work and trying to build a business is managing your time is very important. When nobody's telling you what to do and it's just you, you have to show up and sit in the chair and make sure you get the work done every day. You need to make sure you have a way to hold yourself accountable. And it really helped me do that. So over time, it's taken me less time, but um, I do everything from start to finish and it takes time for sure. I've gotten yeah. better, but I would definitely like to hire someone to help me in the near future. Um, that's another thing that I learned from the Amped Up podcasting course. I love you, Pat Flynn, um, is that, you know, outsource the stuff that you can, that you don't want to do. You know, I don't want to do my editing. Um, I don't want to do my editing. I don't want to yeah. post my show notes. Like I, 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 I produce the show. So I write the script and and, I do a lot of research beforehand. So a lot of my time is really spent there. So by the time I record it, I'm like, Ooh, great. Got the story out. I'm so stoked. I never want to see it again. So 
you know, um, that part I would love to, to outsource to somebody else. So right now I'm in the process of figuring out who that person's going to be and, um, and what exactly they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. And that was, uh, what you said about, um, having to keep yourself accountable, being self-employed. That's one of the downs of being self-employed because you know, there are ups and downs of both. Um, because you don't have a boss to come in and say, okay, show up at nine, leave at five between that time you work on this project at this time. And then when you're off at five, you're done. And, but when you're self-employed, you know, you get out of bed in the morning and then it's like, okay, well I have the whole day. What, what am I supposed to do with it? You know, what, what, which projects are most important? Uh, when would they need to be done by? Can I get ahead? Am I going to spend all day reading in bed or am I going to actually work? You know, yes. that's, that's definitely one of, that's one of, that's one of my biggest, um, problems is I start working and then my thoughts start wandering to nap time or TV time or something like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I could take like a little bit longer lunch. It's fine. Oh, and then it's dinner time. And then I didn't do any work. Yes, for sure. So. Absolutely. You know, that was a big change for me when I was so heavily involved in my career before I was such a different person back then. And I was all about corporate America and being a CEO and working for another person and really ego driven. Anyway, all that to say, when I lost everything, I lost my job and I had nowhere to be. I had no idea what to do with myself. I'm like, what is my purpose? What am I literally supposed to be doing right now? You know, after I applied to 300 jobs, 280 jobs, I'm like, what else is left for me? How do I figure this out? You know, and then luckily, you know, I had a great idea and, and decided to start podcasting. So that was one way to occupy my time and to figure things out. So that uh, that's been the biggest gain for me because it's worked, it's worked in other areas too, you know, like fitness and other projects that I'm working on. Um, being able to do this consistently and proving it to myself has been, has been a game changer. Yeah. And something about podcasting too, where you have the podcast goes out every week at a certain time. So it's kind of, it's kind of a nice, a nice consistency to keep yourself accountable with like, okay, the podcast goes out on Monday, let's just say. And so I got, I have this many days. Um, I have these many episodes, like recordings ready. I'll edit them. How far can I get ahead? You know, that's a nice, it's definitely a nice way to keep accountable. So um, you said that you were definitely excited for uh, an editor to come in and help. What more specifically are you looking at outsourcing and what do you want to keep doing yourself? Yeah, definitely the editing. And that would be, um, I think, probably script editing and the actual podcast editing. I would just love to have somebody else to put eyes on on the scripts that I'm writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, for any improvements or, or whatever that could be made there. But then also when it comes to editing the actual sound for my podcast, that takes a long time. And I, I can't tell if I have a horrible ear or a great ear. Sometimes it takes a really long time and sometimes it's a little shorter and I can't quite figure out why. There's yeah. somebody who knows a lot better way there are experts out there who can do this and I trust them to do that so that would be one um the show notes the show notes and keeping up with the website material um posting transcripts things like that you know I would really like somebody else to take that over I really like writing the show release emails I like you know I would like somebody to edit that too but the show release email any kind of writing I would like to be in my voice and of course the recording I would like to be in my voice Um, yeah. Um, it, you know, in a perfect world where my podcast is huge and I have millions of downloads a month, I also have somebody to help me with research. Um, 
because it's a it's a lot to pack in in just you know a couple days. So so doing the research could help out too. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this uh, for listeners who don't know: um, Do you do interviews or solo episodes or a mixture of both? I do solo episodes. Okay, I thought so because you were talking episodes. about. Um, scripts and writing the scripts for the episodes and such um that definitely takes a lot i feel like that takes more work than interview episodes so i'm so glad you said that thank you (laughs) so like that's that's definitely good job first of all nice thank you thank you man i needed to hear that (laughs) (laughs) because like with an interview you know i found you on the uh pat flynn's course um i got i got a sticker on my water bottle hello my name is oh you're cool i want one of those (laughs) I got it at podcast movement. If you go last time, Pat Flynn had like a little party thing. Um, and I went to it and he gave out stickers. So cool. I, yeah. I would love to go to that. Oh, it was pretty good. So definitely consider that. But anyway, um, it like, you know, I found you on uh, Pat Flynn's amped up podcasting course. I reached out, you know, I checked out your content and was like, Oh, well, she'd be a great fit for my podcast. Reached out to you told you that, asked if you wanted to be a part of it. You said yes. And now we're here and we're having a conversation. So, you know, I don't have to like sit down and think, okay, what's this content going to be about? I got to write it all out and then make it all, you know, pretty and nice. So first, yeah, so good job because having a solo episode where it's more than just like a five minute recording your car thoughts kind of a thing where you sit down and it's like a researched piece of content. That's definitely a lot of work. Um, so yeah, how how has that process been? Do you enjoy it? Do you would do you think you enjoy that more than if you were doing interviews? Um, give us an idea of what you uh, how you feel about all that. Well, I have to confess that my first idea when I uh, decided where to go with my life after my big transformation, my first idea was I have to write about this. I have to write a book and share pe- with people mm-hmm. what I've experienced because this has transformed me in such a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, writing a book is really hard, actually. Yeah. So honestly, starting a podcast was a lot easier and allowed me to test out my writing and what I wanted to share with the world and the lessons that I was learning. So in a way for me, how I thought about my podcast is that it's a way for me to create my own intellectual property, my own stories to share with the world that I could then, you know, put into a book if I want to. It's special and it's curated just for me because it's my on my specific knowledge with the with the added benefit of having some great thought leaders and one world class performers, you know, who that I that I research and share on the show. Mm-hmm. I really love that aspect because it's helped me in my writing and share my story because each week I'm I'm making I produce now two episodes two episodes a week so I'm writing two scripts I'm, I'm I'm researching two different people and it's really you know got my writing chops up to par to produce the kind of content that I want to produce whether that's in my book that I'm working on or you know in my courses or in my coaching so the accountability piece for me is real like that is real accountability each week to bring something you know because my podcast is I cover the specific person that I'm talking about bring some of my own flavor and my experiences and then some helpful tools or tips in less than 30 minutes so to do that each week is great therapy great accountability makes me keeps me on my toes make sure I'm always learning and you know walking the walk like I said now in the future the evolution of my podcast I would love to talk to people I'm so happy to talk to you right now I would love to talk talk to the people that I cover on my podcast mm-hmm. um 
I would really love to do some great video podcasting too, like you're doing and like, you know, some of the greats do like on impact theory or um, let's see, who do I really, really love? The Good Life Project. They do really great. Jay Shetty do really great podcast videos too that I think are impactful. So the sky's the limit when it comes to podcasting. You know, I'm just trying to get my chops and, and understand who's out there and, and who, you know, what they're doing and how they're influencing the world and the impact that they're, they're making so I can do it too. Oh yeah, definitely. I know, I know what you mean. I feel the same way. Yeah. So what, um, you said that you definitely would love to be talking and interviewing with the people that you write about. Um, what is like, what, um, at what point will you transition into start reaching out and trying to find those kinds of people? Like, why haven't you reached out yet? Or like actually started that process? You know, I'm just curious. That's a great question. You know, I'm really enjoying where I am now. Yeah. I think I still have room to grow in, in doing the work the way that I'm doing it. But I would like to add some more flavor. And I see other podcasters, too, that have different styles of podcasts, even within their podcasts. Also, an important thing is that it's really, it's really important to connect and network with other podcasters. And I value it so much when I get to spend time with somebody like you, because it's a really rare thing for me in my life. I I haven't done a lot of work to build that in yet. And I think that the interview piece of a podcast can really add that component in a big way. I like to connect with people. I like to have face-to-face -face conversations. I like to make new friends. So all those things are already very much part of who I am. So I would really love that opportunity too. That is one key driver for me to do interview podcasts. If nothing else, at least try to go on other podcasts, you know, to network with other people who are like-minded and I can learn from. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. Um, I have, even though uh, as of this point, I still haven't even launched my podcast. I have developed some great relationships with the people that I've had interviews with, like the people I've invited on. Um, because I do podcast editing and production. That's what prompt, that's my business. That's why, um, that's what prompted me to start, um, you know, the podcast, this podcast. Um, and so one of the people I had on was looking for, you know, podcast editing work. And we talked afterwards and now he's a client and we have a great relationship. And so like, you know, this having, doing the interviews like that, I absolutely love because uh, it gives, you know, obviously you get the benefit of podcasting where your relationship with your audience, but that happens whether it's interviews or not. But with the interviews, you get these relationships with the um, other business people and people in your field. And something else that was crazy when I started doing, when I decided to do interviews was that it's very, it'd be very rare to actually get a no from someone, you know, asking them to be on the podcast because you're not trying to sell them anything. You know, you're just giving them a place to talk about themselves and show yes. what they do. And yes. um, exactly. And so, you know, and why would someone refuse that? You know, all you're doing is help helping them. You're giving them a place to talk about themselves and what they do. And they know that it's going to be used as marketing and, and all that kind of stuff both for them and for the host. So that is definitely, um, I love, and I think um, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum as you. I want to add maybe some solo episodes at some point because right now I'm doing just an interview. So I'd love to do like an interview and a solo, um, maybe like one interview a week and then like a short solo a week as well or something like that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely, everyone has different um different combinations and different ways, like you said, of uh, having their podcast run, you know? So, 
Yeah, I love that idea. I think you should definitely do that for sure. Uh, that's one of the things I really love about the pod about the podcast I love is when they have their own subject matter and they're doing their interview stuff, but then they take a sidebar and the host just talks about himself or herself and just how they're feeling about the podcast or whatever they're talking about. Sometimes they're just talking about music when it's not even a music podcast, but it's just nice to get to know the host. Like purely yeah. for that reason, I really value that. So for sure do that. And other thing I wanted to bring up is I looked you up, Mr. Evan, and I saw that you are all about helping people produce their podcast. So I'm so happy that you brought that up because I too would like to talk to you about helping me because I'm searching for somebody right now. And I, I would love to talk about that after, we, after we're finished with this too. Yes, we definitely can. I love helping in any way that I can. Um, I, like, I love talking with people about, you know, my services, what I do, because even if we don't end up working together, which is, you know, the case sometimes, um, I like to try to give value as well because you know, what, what's the saying dollars follow value. So I try to give value, um, give people, especially new people. Cause a lot of people will approach me like I'm thinking of starting a podcast, but I don't know anything about anything when it comes to podcasting. So I'll try to give some advice, like have maybe an email campaign along with your podcast consistency, all that kind of stuff. So, um, first of all, thank you, uh, for your kind words. Um, I like to help people because podcasting, you know, the reason I decided to start this podcast, um, you know, path to podcast success was because I saw firsthand with the people that I've worked with, how having a podcast has helped them, you know, with their business. And I've seen that besides a cost for, if you say have an editor, right, that costs money. Besides that, there's no, I mean, there are no negatives to having a podcast really, you know, I mean, there may be some fears at first, like we talked about fears of putting your voice out there. Um, you know, because I don't like how my voice sounds on recordings, but I'm making myself listen and do it anyway and try to get past that. So besides something like that, um, there's no negative. It just brings more people to your cause and what you do. Um, and it's arguably a little bit easier than like writing blogs, especially for, well, you know, it depends. I'm talking for me in interviews because I just have the conversation and then boom, there's the content, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's just, and well, I also like to say that I absolutely loved how you, instead of starting with writing a whole book, you decided to go with the podcast first, because I feel like that helps with that whole process as well, because writing a book is daunting, you know, to say the least, but having a podcast is still daunting, but not quite as much, I think, because it's just every week. 100%. You know, I, I learned a few, I learned a lot of things in my, in my time and this whole transformation. But, you know, what I, what I realized also is that, okay, maybe I can write a book, but who the heck am I going to sell the book to? Like, who knows who I am or what I've done or why I matter? Why would they buy my book? Like, what, what's the point here, you know? So there's a, there's a theory that if you have 1,000 true fans, then you can support yourself uh, for your entire life, you know, if you continue to engage with these people and provide content and value for them in some way. So my true goal, the overarching goal with my podcast is to is to build this platform and, and build these these fans who like the work that I'm doing and want to see more of the work that I'm doing um, so that I can sell them and share more of the work that I'm doing and make money and, you know, have multiple streams of income and have financial freedom and have a happy life where I feel like I'm really making a contribution and living up to my full potential. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, my podcasting is about self-improvement and personal development, but I think no matter what your podcast is about, if you're just producing content and you're holding yourself accountable to help people in whatever way you want to help them, whether that's make them laugh or teach them about podcasting or whatever, that is a great thing to do for the world and for yourself. For yeah. sure. That's why there are no negatives, like you said. Exactly. I agree 100%. Um, and something too, I like how you said, I haven't heard that before. That's really interesting that uh, you'll be set for life if you have 1,000 true fans. I like that. Um, that reminds me of something I heard too about how, uh, I, I, you know, there's, a, there's a definitely a, an importance in focusing on the fans you already have and nurturing them and paying attention to them instead of working super, super hard to get as many fans as you can. So having 1,000 true fans would be, ha- would be better than having 10,000, you know, people who just followed you and then forgot about you kind of. So yes. fans. So Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And I may get this so wrong. Maybe it was Seth Godin who, who has that theory and I read it in his book. But that's what they say too, is that you want true fans who really, you know, support you and trust you and like the work that you're doing. And, and we all know what it's like to be a true fan. You know, I'm a true fan of a lot of people by any book that they write or anything they do or any movie that they, that they make, you know? Um, so we all know what that looks like and what we're willing to do for those people. So yes. I would like to be one of those people in my space. Exactly. That would be, that would be that. That's the dream, you know? So as we kind of wind down the show, um, I like to ask uh, everyone the same question. What would be your number one tip for listeners who are still unsure about whether or not a podcast would be right for them or their business? Oh my gosh, is to, it's a great question. I think the number one tip is for anyone who wants to start a podcast is that you have real value. You have unique, specific knowledge that's unlike anybody else. Your perspective is unlike anyone else. Your podcast will be different than anyone else, and it will be special, and it will be a way for you to shine your light and share your message with the world. That is both empowering for you and empowering for others. So if you are feeling scared or you feel like it's not going to be great, then you have to do what I did and feel the fear and do it anyway, because as you said, there are no negatives. It's a great, great thing to do. It's incredibly rewarding. And if you have any interest at all in building financial freedom for yourself, you you can use a a podcast to really flex your specific knowledge and share with the world what you can do and what you're capable of, which is a great thing in this, in this day and age, you know, it's one of the great things that technology has done for us. So, yeah. Exactly. Even though there are hundreds and, and thousands of podcasts out there, um, every, every one of them is unique. You know, every one of them is unique and special, you know, like you said. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, for those listeners who are interested about what in uh, what you do and, and um, the platform you're, tra- you're building, uh, how can they get in touch with you and see more of that? Sure. Yeah. They can visit my website, which is mytalkingdollars.com. Also, they can reach out to me. I have all my contact uh, information on the website, but they can reach out to me on Twitter, which is at Amber Ligon, my name, A-M-B-E-R-L-I-G-G-O-N. Awesome. Yep. All that will be in the show notes. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Path to Podcast Success. Make sure to head over to ipodcastedit.com to check out the show notes and get each episode of the show delivered right to your inbox. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever audio service you use. If you want to continue the conversation or you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on a future episode of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode as we continue down the path to podcast success.